Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the Worship Books. And my name is Stephen Fields, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God. The God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We acknowledge that God is with us in our working lives and God takes delight in what we do. And we remember that God has a purpose for us in our work to represent Jesus to the people around us and to represent those same people back to God. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God creator of the world that you have made us in your image the image of a worker help us to be aware of your desire to work through us today empowered by your spirit and modeling jesus amen Today, as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 25, verses 4 to 10. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. Our Bible reading for today is from James chapter 1 verses 2 to 5 and chapter 3 verses 13 to 18. Hear the word of the Lord. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, 
There you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Last time I talked about Christy, a person facing some tough decisions in her workplace. Just to recap, Christy worked for a large toy making company in sales. We talked a few times about how she applied her faith to her job and she was really challenged. She could not work out how to do her sales job without exaggerating the benefits of the product and misleading outlets about what deals she had with their competitors. She seemed very comfortable with being a Christian and basically lying. Michael Kafferke, in his book Business Ethics in Biblical Perspective, has come up with a biblically-based values framework for considering the decisions we might make. It can be summarized as a series of questions which I have adapted here. In terms of making a decision, think about your answer and then ask these questions. Is it creative and sustaining, the value of creation? Is it the right thing to do? the value of holiness? Does it enhance relationship, the value of relationship? Will it lead to flourishing, the value of shalom? Is it a just thing to do, the value of justice? Does it have integrity, the value of truth? Is it a wise thing to do, the value of wisdom? Does it show compassion, the value of love, does it set someone free, the value of redemption? James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So God is offering to give us the wisdom we need for every decision we make, including those at work. And James 3.17 says, Quote, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. These verses remind us that God makes his wisdom available to those who seek it and that God's wisdom, as described by James, matches the framework I just read out. It is pure or holy, it is peace-loving, shalom, it is considerate, about relationship and love, it is submissive, redemptive, it is merciful, about justice, it is good fruit, creation, impartial and sincere. That's all about truth. If Christie applied this framework, she might come up with an entirely different set of actions. Her decision to do or say anything to get a sale may have short-term benefits, but long-term consequences. It is probably not sustainable to continue lying and pretending. It is certainly not a holy thing to do because we know the Bible explicitly forbids lying. It does not enhance her relationship with her customers because it is a relationship based on lies rather than trust. It will not lead to flourishing because it is a controlling situation. It is not a just thing to do because the price that is determined is based on false premises 
and differs between customers. It is not based on truth. It is not wise, because once found out, it will impact on Christie's reputation and the reputation of her organisation. It does not demonstrate love, since her desire is to trick and manipulate the customer for her personal gain. Finally, her behaviour actually binds her because she is fearful of being found out and it restricts the freedom of the customer also. What is more, by seeking an answer that is creative, right, enhances relationships, leads to shalom, is just and honest, wise, loving and free someone could make a much better decision. The Bible can help you Make better decisions. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart. And let's pray. The Bible can help you make better decisions. Which of the questions in the biblical framework Caro read out challenged you as you thought about decisions that you make at work. Share your thoughts with God. Our psalm today, Psalm 25, said, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. How could God show you the way? How could God teach you? And how could God guide you in truth at your work? Now imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new understanding about how the Bible could help you make better decisions? Dear Lord, you know the difficulty and complexity of the issues we face and the way we struggle to make good 
decisions. Sometimes we do not have much power to influence decisions. Sometimes we feel compelled to make what we know are poor decisions because we might lose face, or we are competing with others, or we are fearful of retribution. Please help us to have the courage to make not just the best decision, but the right decision, the good decision, and the wise decision. Help us to grow as ethical decision makers, considering the consequences on people and the rest of your creation. Amen. decision-making or problem-solving, we often end up being trapped by binary thinking. In other words, we might ask, is this the right thing to do or is this the wrong thing to do? That's why the framework is so helpful, because it can help us to use other categories to try and broaden the number of possibilities of answers. So, for a decision or problem that you face, test possible solutions according to whether they are creative, they enhance relationship, they lead to flourishing, they promote justice, they promote integrity, they are wise, compassionate or free. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that the Bible can help us make better decisions. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before him. So now it's time to go to work. Go into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Cara Martin and Stephen Field and is edited by Stephen Field on behalf of Worship on the Way in conjunction with Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. Bible readings are from the New International Version. Prayer music is by Deep Instrumental. Other music sourced through Epidemic Sounds. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May he guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, the Bible can help you make better decisions.